0: Sex talk with Erica Miley Cause sexuality is tough. And okay,
1: sex isn't good enough. No. Sex talk with Erica Miley. Hey folks, welcome to Sex Talk with Erica Miley. Erica Miley here. And you know what? I decided, you know, this season, why not do some weird, fun shit? I, I brought a co host for this episode. Y'all know and love her, though. She's been on my show before, Andrea LaRosa. And the reality is, we have like this mutual like professional crush on each other. But Andrea is a dating coach and a matchmaker who helps men understand women better. And we're essentially today, <laughs> Andrea. I hope you're ready. Like,
2: <laughs> oh, I'm so ready talk, for this. <laughs> we're
1: gonna we're gonna get in deep to like cybersecurity. We're gonna get in deep to women's experience of dating. We're gonna get in deep to I mean, we've already been, just so the listeners know, we've already been talking for 30 minutes just outside of recording because we have so much to talk about. So I want to welcome uh, this wonderful, amazing person who, uh, yet again, TikTok has introduced me to, (laughs) Merely Ashley. Ashley. Is focusing on cybersecurity and being a cybersecurity advocate for women specifically. Ashley, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you so much for having me. TikTok is a fun a rabbit hole to go down and meet lots of different people. So I appreciate you having me on your show.
1: So we have a, a mental health, and this is like one of those like you walk into a bar jokes waiting to happen, like. <laughs> Cybersecurity advocate, dating coach, and a therapist walk into a bar. There's <laughs> gotta be online somewhere.
0: <laughs> you come up with lots of good jokes.
1: <laughs> so I I really want people to kind of get to know you first before Andrea and I start to nerd out. So talk a little bit about how you kind of found this niche and how like maybe maybe your first viral video on TikTok became what it is.
0: Yeah, so a few years, right before COVID, I was trying to transition careers and was into something called OSINT, which is open source intelligence, which is anything you can find on the basically the internet that um, is publicly available, and you can do investigations. So there are a lot of analyst positions within the government, within other agencies, and then uh, COVID hit and I was doing virtual school with two children and I'm happy, happily retired, (laughs) a retired teacher because that was not um, my forte. But then I was thinking, you know, what do I do? I had a lot of stress going on in my life and downloaded TikTok because in the cybersecurity community, there was a lot of kind of skepticism around it. What are they doing with our information? And just, decided to download it one day. And as someone going through therapy and a lot of life transitions, I seemed to really enjoy it. I uh, Mm -hmm. liked meeting the different people, actually hearing the experiences of people and not having just the news tell me about what was going on with people. Mm
2: -hmm. And I
0: had to watch a long time before I made a video because I was always scared I was accidentally going to record a video. So just decided to make a few videos. I believe it was last June. Like, and it was about um, something my therapist had told me about fuck bucks and emotional energy and that we only have so many fuck bucks every day and that you cannot transfer them over to the next day and woke up and that video had taken off. I think it's had 2.5 million views and it was crazy because it wasn't even my, my advice. And so people were asking me more about my experience and I was piggybacking off of that. I've always been interested in women's um, issues. I led a a group last year that we did events for empowering women and it became virtual. So I, I had that knowledge but then there was, I think I saw a video of a guy talking about GPS using it to track his girlfriend, and so I it was too long. Getting
1: so- bold and confident here on TikTok,
0: <laughs> they they are yes. Whew! Yeah, so I responded to the video and said, um, you know, I had something happen to me where I was cyber stalked and somebody bluejacked my phone, which essentially their AirPods were paired with my. Uh, Apple device with my phone and I couldn't get rid of them and had to go mm. down this long thing. I ended up having to get a new phone, um, Apple ID, uh, phone number, it just everything new, lost all of my old stuff and so then people were really interested in the cybersecurity th- part and I thought oh my goodness what have I done because if I <laughs> were to start a cybersecurity series bluejacking which does not happen very often w- would be the last thing I would start it with I would start with safe passwords so kind of just <laughs> reversed and let's start with safe passwords and know that this isn't something that happens all the time and so really started having people um, message me and say, you know, my ex has gotten into my Gmail account and they knew the password and they knew the password for the recovery email. And now mm. I can't get to my bank. What do I do? And they've, They've taken over this and taken over that. They're using IoT, which is Internet of Things, like Alexa, ring doorbells, um, mm. smart thermostats, to perpetuate abuse, turning the thermostat up and down. And 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 what do I do? Nobody believes me. Please aren't believing me. Mm. So that's kind of how I got started in this and realized there really was um, an area there. There weren't a lot of women who would talk. And about tech in terms that everybody could understand it, and that would have somebody to believe them. First of all, that they weren't making this up because some of it does sound a little, a little out there. Um, But this is absolutely happening. And then, kind of bridge the gap and let's let's just start from the beginning and talk about what happens. Why we need safe passwords. Mm -hmm. A lot of people say, you know, I don't have anything to hide, so why why should I care? So I'll tell you why you should care because. This could potentially happen to you, so that's kind of how I got into what I got into, and it's been very rewarding and love really uh, kind of the community feel that I've established with a lot a lot of my followers and people that I follow.
1: I you just said something about TikTok that I didn't anticipate either. That I was like, oh, this is this is like I, I actually had a musician. I was watching. It's a musician that I follow. He said it's like walking into an open mic that any creative person or anybody who's got something going on can just walk up to the mic and we're all here and ready to hear it. Whereas like Instagram's more like, like you're the person who brought the guitar to the party and nobody wanted you to. And I was like, that's the best way I've ever heard that put ever. That's (laughs) That's it. That's how it feels. Oh, that is absolutely (laughs) how it feels. But I think you, you brought up something that is essentially like, The new frontier of what so many women have been dealing with forever, which is when we tell people about abuse, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, we're often labeled as crazy or we're labeled Mm -hmm. as that that sounds absurd. And now we're in a new world of that. Mm -hmm. So the many women that I've worked with who from the time they were little were trained to put keys between their fingers. Now this is a, this is a different version of having to put your keys between your fingers. Right. And I think, and that's why I wanted to bring you on because I thought we need to be talking about this. And why isn't anybody telling us how to protect our nudes? (laughs) Definitely. <laughs> Definitely, and it, it's so interesting that they always say that all these
0: women are crazy, and but then we all have the same experiences, and so I really like when you know pe- people get talking in the comments, and it, a lot of them have experienced the same thing in forms of in terms of cyber abuse. It is like they're handed these abusers are handed a manual, and they have monthly meetings. This is what I always joke about because some of it looks you'll think, wow, that's like I'll give credit where credit's due. That's a little original. But then you hear it over and over and over of how it's been done so many times. So I'm glad that more people are feeling a sense of community and don't just feel like the lone wolf out there.
1: Yeah, it's the it's the same intention as it always has been. It just now has a new I don't know, maybe like I'm almost like thinking of like a Swiss army knife, like there's just now a new arm in the Swiss army knife.
0: I like to say it's always about, it seems like it comes back to power and control with people because, and the thing about this type of abuse is it doesn't have um, physical bruises. So this could be happening to you. And a lot of people have realized that this is a great way to control people. They can forward your emails on and look at it. They can do things with your pictures. They can blare the music at 2 a.m. just to mess with you, just to let you know that they still have some power over your life. So... I always say that in two different sides of the arena is uh, cybersecurity and tech companies. And then on the other side, it's law enforcement and the justice system. And no one wants Mm -hmm. to communicate about how to help one another. So there's this big middle ground and it is like the wild, wild west and people don't
2: know what to do. I don't know if they even knew that they had to be aware of it. I think that's the first problem is a lot of women don't even realize this is something that they should have an awareness about. Absolutely. I agree. And I think the statistics are
0: not reliable at all just because so many people don't even have probably had this happen
1: and don't even know about it. It's so underreported. Absolutely. I I, wow. I think, yet again, like all of it's underreported. A sexual assault generally is, is underreported, regardless right. of the genitalia you have. But also, all of these kinds of stalking things are underreported because we've, so many of us have been taught from the time we were young to try to justify someone else's behavior in some way.
2: Exactly.
1: And if you've never experienced anything like it before, your inclination would be to try to discount it or maybe try to take responsibility for something that isn't your responsibility. I am curious. I kind of want to hear about... Some of the first steps, like you've already mentioned, stronger passwords. What does that mean? I, I, I really think we we should get into that a, a little bit about what does it mean to have a stronger password.
0: Yes. So, safe passwords. Um, they should be at least twelve to fourteen characters long. So that includes letters, numbers, and special characters. Upper and lowercase numbers, and it should not be anything identifiable. So, you know, if you went to a high school and a bulldog was your mascot it should not have bulldog or anything where somebody could potentially guess mm-hmm. it's better if you would have just random um letters and with not even words but i like to say you could even come up with um like i worked at like it could be let's say like i worked at starbucks and this happened you can kind of make your own and, and think about that um there's also password managers and password managers are great. As long as you don't forget the master password, Mm -hmm. Um, there's various ones and you have to kind of, Do a little bit of research to see what works best for you. But I also like to warn people that if they think their device could be compromised in any way, they need to set those new passwords up on a device that's completely safe, like a friend's library, um, go to a domestic violence shelter and set those up there. That way, if you do have spy um, monitoring software on your phone or your computer, that they will be safe. But it should be 12 to 14 characters, letters. Symbols and numbers. And also, people hate when I say this, but you need to have different passwords for every account. And you also need to have that's why password managers are great and also two factor authentication. So, for example, for mm-hmm. Gmail, you know, if I log into Gmail using my password, it will come up on my phone and have me put in a digit or sign in through some other means of verifying who I am to do that. So that that's what gets people in trouble a lot of times if they don't have the two factor authentication. And that's something that's very important for every account. So you can go into your Netflix account, you can go into your Amazon account and set up two factor. And that's that's very important.
1: This is incredibly important, regardless of what your genitals are. As a therapist, I, having been in healthcare for a long time and moving my entire business online about four and a half years ago, understanding what it meant to protect not only my information or the likelihood that maybe anyone could get into any one of my devices meant that I had to understand all of the things that you just described because. All of the information, yes, I might be using a HIPAA compliant electronic health record system, but that doesn't mean that maybe a letter that I wrote that I keep now, I keep in a completely password protected file that is also, you have to authenticate it from another device to be able to get into it. But I had to think through those steps just for my clients. I don't know that the public generally is is taught to think like, oh, my information, absolutely could be found by someone else and then used by someone else either for nefarious purposes or even just to, to look at and have for themselves.
0: There's a really great resource. It's have I been um, h-a-v-e-i-b-e-e-n and pwned is dot com and you can put in your email address and it will show you any breach so um, it's one people will go in there just to see where they need to go back and change their password but then two kind of um, nefarious people will almost go in there and look and see okay you know I'll put her email address, and I can kind of see what types of things she likes. So it's just you have a Pinterest account, does she mm. have, um, you know, just subscription to this blog, um, to this service. So that's how a lot of people can gather information as well. And then there's also, you know, on the dark web, there are a lot of lists that get published with people's passwords and emails. So it's something that you have to keep doing over and over and over. It's not just a one time thing. And as as nerdy as I sound um, saying that it's better to be proactive than having to figure all of this out on the back end.
1: I think we just saw just on uh, the series on Netflix, you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we, I think might be, I don't know. It it might be, I might be uh, just behind. Um, But you, Mm -hmm. I think was the first time I'd ever really seen exactly what you described happen. Mm -hmm. And someone trying to get close to someone, and of course, like, he is a terrible human being to want to get close to at all. But (laughs) essentially, creating a relationship with someone before they'd ever really interacted by uh, getting into their information. Exactly.
0: Yes. And it's, it's so prevalent. Even if you don't say, I'm going to put my picture out there you know, we were kind of talking earlier, reverse image searches, if somebody else has you in a picture with them, it's so easy to go back and identify different people, even if you aren't putting that information out there.
1: Absolutely. We definitely need to talk about what we talked about earlier. Because like I said, we were we were all talking 30 minutes before we (laughs) record. (laughs) Andrea, like what you had some um, thoughts about like, dating profiles, like, and how those are at risk too.
2: Absolutely. In fact, one thing that just popped up from what you were just saying was, you know, Facebook profiles. Now that Facebook has Facebook dating and there's no protection in that, Mm. there's no password protection except for your Facebook password. Something I've seen in my business is that people are cloning Facebook profiles and it's so hard to tell if it's a real profile or not. What are your thoughts about that? Like, do you have suggestions about how we can protect ourselves, especially women? It's interesting how they do it because my
0: mom's Instagram actually got sort of cloned and it was her picture, but it's um they used instead of the T, they used an F. And so it looked very similar, although, or they will change things just enough. So I think a lot yeah. of times with those, it's very targeted, some maybe an X. An ex trying to find information about someone will change one thing. So it's just enough. I think, you know, just make sure that you have everything on your account. You can also reverse image search your stuff and see where it pops up. That's what I like to tell people to do. It, even oh, as scary great. as that sounds, um, there are lots of, I like TIN, T-I-N-E-Y-E dot com. Yandex is the Russian uh. A reverse image search y-a-n-d-e-x i actually like that better than google's um google's you can do a reverse image search and then bing um b-i-n-g has a great one as well but it's interesting just to put your own name in your own information your usernames and see what comes up about you so maybe you have this blog or this other profile you didn't
1: even know about and it's
0: not really you
2: that's a great idea i
1: I'm like typing furiously over here. I'm like, it's going to go on the show notes, folks. Don't worry, because I'm also going to go do this. I hope all of you listening, please pull over first if you're in the car, but I hope all (laughs) of you are listening and going to do everything Ashley is describing.
0: Yes. The one, um, so I'm. this is not my office. I am um, in the middle of redecorating and painting. But one other thing to keep in mind is what do you have behind you? So is your college mm-hmm. diploma oh. in, in pictures? Because then I can see you. Oh, you went to the University of Wisconsin-Madison in psychology. I can go back and find papers. Maybe you've written stuff mm-hmm. about you from college. Oh, we see Like even with computers, it's not that big of a deal, but windows versus Mac operating system. Do you have pictures of your nieces, nephews, kids, favorite, you know, place that anything identifiable, a picture Mm -hmm. outside that might have a street name in the back. Those are all things you need to think (laughs) about when trying to protect. I'm looking
2: behind me now.
1: (laughs) I, I actually, it's, it's, Interesting that you're talking about this because and many of the listeners are aware that I have done work with those who've actually committed sexual assault. And that was one of the things that we were trained to think about was what are you wearing? Are you going to have anything that identifies you to them when you leave here and when they leave here? How do do you make sure that you don't have your diplomas out? Making sure that you don't have pictures of children on your desk because and not necessarily because of just protecting those people, but to make sure that you can't be found as easily on the outside. And that that that's something to think about. Like, how do people find you? How is your information being used? And because the reality is so many of these companies, they are there to use your information for profit. So Mm -hmm. they are not incentivized in any way to protect you at all. Exactly. You said something earlier before we started, of course, because we just kept going. (laughs) We couldn't help ourselves. But (laughs) about how there the the idea that I have nothing to hide in quotation marks. Let's talk about that, like, because I think that's a huge that's a huge myth, and it's it's a mistake to think that your information should be that widely available.
0: Right, so there. A lot of people say, "Well, why? I don't care. There's nothing about me, you know. Why? I don't have anything to hide, so I'm not going to worry about this." So let's just say, um, and there's. I'll have to get the um, password. There's a website you can go to to see how long it would take a bot to crack your password, Mm. Um, and I'll get that to you later. But let's say somebody cracks your password and then gets into your bank account it's like, would you like me to look at all of your financial information, all any, any place you've ever searched any weird things you like to search um, on Google at, you know, two in the morning, I'm sure like mine's, mine's interesting. Um, and then have me like stand in the middle of a stadium and just read it off with a microphone. I don't think everybody knows that's really what people can do. And that's what you're signing up for. Okay. So it's, I mean, it's not just you might not be doing something wrong, but a lot of it comes with, do you really want people to know all of your financial information, um, where you're going all the time? If you know your IP address, which is basically your address, where you are, I could find where, where you're sitting pretty much if I can find your IP address. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot more, um, there, then you realize, and then I also like to say, you know, if you are not buying the product, you're most likely, you most likely are the product, like with Google, mm-hmm. they're not just being nice and giving you an email address for free. Like when you're signing those terms nope. and conditions, there's a lot you're signing up for, and you don't know who they're sharing everything with and what they're sharing about you. And so it's just something to kind of keep in the back of your head.
1: Absolutely. Whoa. I remember. So this is I'm showing my age. And have have no problem with this. The, The early days of the internet when I was young and when the family computer, there was one. Mm -hmm. And for my for my parents, it was like, oh, no, this is going to be in a central location. So we can see everything that you're doing. And you as the child, teenager, are not allowed to be in these chat rooms without any supervision or uh, any of those things. The reality is, is that now every single one of us is in a chat room somewhere without any supervision. (laughs) (laughs) And any of that information can be found by someone else. Yes, And I, I can't even imagine. I, I thank my lucky stars and I won't speak for both of you, but I imagine you might feel similarly that I didn't do my teenage years on the internet oh, yeah. with Absolutely. the images and all of those things. I am so glad that I don't have to worry about some of the things that I did as a teenager showing up in a Google image search for now today while I'm a professional person. Me, me too. Um,
0: I, we had the same rule with the computers, but we always, my friends and I found ways to get around it. And we would be in these chat rooms and we would always be 15 female California, which is, it would be age, sex, location. And I don't know why we all lived in California, but that's what we, (laughs) I'm finding out through TikTok, a lot of people lived in California. (laughs) And it's, um, I was just telling, I just had a TikTok last week about the Wayback Machine. So there's- um, (laughs) Sorry, my uh, dog's barking. It's um, this is, way this back between <laughs> most things from the internet. So if you had an old GeoCities or Angel Fire uh, website, yeah. you can, it might've sc- crawled it. So you can put that in there and then see everything. So it was interesting to go back and show everyone what CNN.com looked like from 2004. And then you can still even use the links. So everything is still on there just because you think you delete it doesn't mean you've deleted it at all.
1: Absolutely.
2: So I'm curious, you know, women nowadays are really up and coming in their careers. You know, we're trying to be CEOs, CFOs, public figures, you know, someone like myself really works hard to be searchable.
1: But -hmm. at the same
2: time, in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking about security How safe is this? You know, I run my business under my name instead of a business name. How do women in positions like ours keep themselves safe? I think it's um, you. It's a
0: fine line, and it it, it's different for everybody in every profession. So, a lot of my friends. Well, first of all, for their younger listeners, um, and like high school or college, you, you know. Err on the side of caution because you never know what you're going to want to do in the future, um, and maybe come up with a pseudo or just use, you know, Ashley and another initial like P. So I know a lot of my doctor friends won't have their full names on Facebook, but they would be, um, Eleonora, uh, G. And so their so their friends and family could still find them. So they kind of do that and then they'll really be careful about their, who they share different things with. Um, it's kind of, you know, I think after COVID and after everything we've kind of been through, there's, you know, this, the word authenticity and everyone's really wanting to see people be authentic and live their authentic lives. And there's, you have to really think about, I want to share my life, but I don't want to overshare to where it could come back and harm me or it it could come back and cause me not to get a job that I want. So many HR offices and recruiters will have software and it, it's the software is really um, interesting because there's such a wide variety of how good the software is with data scrapers. So I have a friend who was posting about this InfoSec position that he applied for and they gave him it was a right wing, uh, more right sided politically yeah. data scraper. So with data scrapers, there can be um influence so right wing left wing moderate varying degrees of technology but this one would go through all of his tweets all of his facebook posts anything he's ever said and it would flag things so if somebody had written something um with the f word in it and he just liked it it would flag it and he had a stack um it was probably four inches high a paper they put down. And he said, I don't want to work here anyway with somebody that has that type of data scraper. And it was that mm. board because it was flagging things incorrectly as well. Yeah. But you have to think about that because you might not be getting even past the initial stage just because of what your social media or whatever you put out there says, because people are looking, there are lots of analyst positions like I was talking about where OSINT will just sit around and see what we can find about you all day long and see if you would be an ideal applicant for a company. I need a nap. (laughs) I I can't.
1: My head hurts.
0: A lot. The United States is in an interesting area right now. So Canada and uh, Europe have better privacy laws than we have in mm-hmm. the U S right now. And I'm hoping yep. in the next few years, we will have better privacy laws as well. Mm-hmm. And it's always oh, a knowledge is power. And I'm hoping that as these issues get brought up, that more and more people will realize, you know, what is a reasonable level of privacy. If you're not at your job, um, what should you be able to expect and say and and post um, when you're not at work? So I'm I'm hoping I, I I say I'm hoping, but then it could turn around and go the other way. But I, I'm hoping that we'll um, address this more as it keeps coming up and more people start sharing their stories.
1: Absolutely, I, I wow. the, this pendulum continue will continue to swing. And what you said about authenticity, I, I think. Now, y'all go to therapy because then you start to learn boundaries and you start to understand that authenticity does not mean that you owe every single human being on the planet your story. Right. And so you are allowed to have boundaries, especially around your safety and security. And as, for women, it, it is absolutely okay to take a look at your life and go, okay, who do I want involved in it and who don't I? Mm-hmm. And And what you're talking about is essentially doing the electronic version of that. And understanding what electronic boundaries you need, I think, is going to be fundamental to our lives going forward. What does it mean? Who do you let see your life? Who do you let see what of your life? And th- that being able to find ways to protect yourself is going to be completely important And from various people, not just people you want to date. Maybe it's the government. Maybe it's, the <laughs> maybe it's an employer. Maybe Whatever. And dating,
0: it's so interesting too, because I was hard enough for me to really learn how to set boundaries with a physical Mm. person. So when I set my first boundary, I was so proud of myself. But then I um, really started thinking about the cybersecurity and it's, there are so many digital boundaries, even with dating. So is it okay if I um, like your mom, if we're dating or, you know, Friend your mom. Is that, is it okay if um, I tag you in in something that might not be okay because of their job or position? Is it Mm -hmm. okay if I mention you on my TikTok? Um, You know, there's so many like little nuances that we don't even think about that um, turn into kind of boundaries um, with dating and and other professional areas as as well.
2: Especially with dating apps nowadays, because you're putting your face out there. You have to have your face on there. And I see so many dating app profiles where people don't have their face because they want that security. But at the same time, you're not going to get any matches if you don't have your face there because it is a large scale menu that people Mm. are swiping through to see, well, do I want to order this? Maybe I want to ask more questions before I order this kind of you know, reality that's happening, but yet people don't want their face on there because how easy is it to screenshot that picture and do a reverse search on that person and get tons of information on them? Just look at West Elm Caleb. Oh, oh! we could be a whole
1: new show, whole new episode. <laughs> West Elm Caleb. Doesn't right. know who West Elm Caleb
0: as he was all over TikTok and I think made it to Rolling Stone, maybe a couple other things. But he was on a dating app and essentially dated most of New York City women. And it, he had on there his um, name, his age. He was 25, his height. He was six, four, six, five. And and um, he worked at West Elm as a furniture designer while Uh, I don't know how it all got started on TikTok, but people essentially realized that he they were dating the same person and he would ghost them and he would create a Spotify playlist and send it to this. It was the same playlist to every person. And he, um, you know, everybody found out so much about him. So that's just a great it's a great example about, you know, you really have to think about what you're doing, your actions, because it can can come. It's a, I won't even get into the ethics of it, but it can come back. And essentially, I don't know if he's employed with West Elm anymore or not. But it can really affect your professional and, and other parts of your
1: life as, as well. Have you guys seen the Tinder swindler? Yeah. We were talking about Nelly and how he accidentally put out a video of him essentially getting oral sex from a woman. She probably didn't give permission for that to happen. No. <laughs> and, and what did you just say, Andrea? The, the-, the
2: Tinder swindler from, on Netflix, that's, I mean, that's the exact same situation. It's, you know, the guy who swindles tons of money, millions of dollars from different women in different cities but now I'm thinking, like, well, couldn't you kind of do a search on this guy? Could you know throw his picture into one of those image searches and find out information? Or it's just scary what people can do. The scams that they can you can't. You
0: can't. And some people are so manipulative and so good that they will set up things for people to go to. So they might use the picture they would use on social media uh, or on a dating app to go to some blog and make it look really nice and really, you know, like they are a billionaire on, on planes. Like on (laughs) Instagram, you can rent, uh, an hour in front uh, or or in a private jet just to get your picture taken inside of a jet. And it's, so it's like, nothing is what, you know, is this real what Uh, you're seeing or not? So there are so many different ways that con artists like to manipulate people. it's, you can do your due diligence, but then I think it comes back to, which I always tell people to do, but also you have to know the red flags and the boundaries Mm -hmm. and really, really um, it's like a, it's like a full-time job. (laughs) If anyone knows the sound from TikTok, but you can spend, it spend a lot of time uh, to, to the point where it could even become a problem that you're spending so much time investigating people before you go out with them. But it's, You know, I think you just have to look at your situation, what you're comfortable with, what you're not. I always tell people, you know, your gut is such a good indication of what's going on. And if there's something inside of you that like this is not right, ask somebody else, ask your therapist, ask a friend and have someone else, you know, who's not involved in the situation, vet it for you or help you vet it
1: beautifully put so we need better password security you're we're going to provide a lot of tools to be able to like reverse look up if your information is out there already and uh, any other like real standard things that that all of us should be doing out here specifically women to maybe protect themselves andrea you too like if you got something share it <laughs>
2: Well, this is my big concern. I mean, this is a great conversation for me to better understand my own security because yeah. I want people to be able to easily search me, to be able mm-hmm. to find my services. But at the same time, I've searched. I mean, I'm always Googling myself to see like where I fall in the Google search. But at the same time, I never considered the fact that there might be some safety concerns in that as well because I am using my real name and my business Mm -hmm. is built under my real first and last name. And Mm -hmm. my phone number, you know, I searched my phone number once and found an old address that I used to live at and it occurred to me that I should not be using this phone number for this. I shouldn't be sharing this information. Like, where do you draw that line? Well,
0: one thing I do, one thing that's important, I think, for anybody to do, especially women or people who have worked with a lot of uh, clients in the public, like therapists, doctors, attorneys, these third-party search engines like TruthFinder.com, Spokio, things like that, the data brokerage sites, you can go and have your name removed and your mm. information removed. So I, it's different per site, but I encourage everybody to go on there and look at their stuff. A lot of the times, you just have to email them, and if they sometimes they'll fight back, just threaten. Legally, a lot of times is, you know, what I'll do and they'll remove it because they don't want to deal with the hassle. And then there's another resource I will provide as well where you can kind of see your digital footprint. But once you do that, you have to remember you have to keep going back every couple of months, because your information will get sold again. And so that's why these, you've ever filled out your name, your address, it'll keep showing up. They'll know your relatives closest to you, your former addresses. That's how they do it all. I, -hmm. you know, the, when you go to the grocery store and you give them your, card for your uh, discount. I, d- I never give my real information. You don't, there's no, you know, <laughs> rule saying you have to tell them who you really are. So when you enroll in those mm-hmm. programs and you enroll in anything online, use fake information is what I, okay. what I do and like to tell a lot of people to do. And if it's, if it's something, especially if I'm really concerned where I have a position, a, like a government position or a doctor or a therapist really think about is what I'm getting, um, worth the price of my privacy kind of, Mm -hmm. you have to think of it that way almost.
2: Such a great point. I love that question.
1: How, how, how is what you're getting worth it?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Could be, could be not. And I, and I just remembered like something I did as a, as a, like a teenager that I haven't done for a very long time, which was create a, an email address that was for specifically all of those accounts. Mm-hmm. I haven't done that in a long time. I'm going to do that again. Yeah.
0: You would be concerned if you saw my Excel sheet.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, I, I have just uh, really appreciated this conversation. We could be here another whole hour I know we could be so but I want to make sure that you y- both of you get a chance to talk about what you're doing in the world so uh Andrea what do you got going on and how do people find you in the world
2: oh you can find me on all of the social media unfortunately but that's just how life is nowadays <laughs> I
1: feel I'm like now I need to question this I know
2: because you're I know, I'm a little am <sighs> <laughs> Like. <sighs> Well, you can find me under date, smarter, sexier, because that's the kind of my business tagline. Um, So Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, I feel really nervous sharing this, but you know what? It's okay. Find me, you know, you can, you can search my name too, unfortunately, but. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're questioning everything. Everything. I'm so scared.
1: (laughs) but that's the way we need to be we need to go we need to go clean up clean up our footprint
2: seriously seriously but yeah you can find me under andrea la rosa coaching or you can find me under date smarter uh it's at least i've cornered that market i guess but yeah yeah look uh, <laughs> she's unnerving. A it's unnerving she's, now, now
1: she's unnerved she's <laughs> forgotten about the book that's about to come out
2: that's right. How could I forget that? I worked so hard to finish that book. Yes, I do. I have a book coming out called um, "Get the Girl Dating the High Value Woman," and that will that'll be published very soon, within the next couple of months. And you'll be able to find that as well. Oof! This was an intense conversation. <laughs>
0: I don't We're mean, all going to need, I need I always some meditation after like this. Scary, I'm always like, oh, goodness, I'm the scary lady from you know that talks <laughs> about the Internet stuff. But the reality is like, how many people are public facing figures and have to be the yep. president, the governors, yeah. our senators. And there's a doctor. I mean, there are so many people that need people to know who they are. And so yeah. a lot of it's just kind of look at your own circumstances and you have to decide what's right for you. And uh-huh. just, you know, try to think about things a little bit more before you do them. So
1: it's... it's it, you know, Drake meant- is out here putting hot sauce and condoms, you know, <laughs> making sure that nobody's picking yeah. up those out of the garbage. I need to think, a l- maybe, I, I didn't think this would cross my mouth ever. Maybe I need to think a little bit more like Drake. <laughs> somebody's, somebody's looking out for him. Somebody's looking out. I, uh. I need to think, yeah, they need to be look at my identity a little better. Ashley, how does how do people actually find you in the world? Um, That's even a better me, question.
0: <laughs> you can find me on TikTok or Instagram at Merely Ashley, M-E-R-E-L-Y Ashley. My website, it's I'm still getting it up and running is fall, survive, thrive.com. Cause I think it's completely okay to fall, um, and survive before you thrive. And then mm. I'm going to be working on some classes, uh, coming soon for women and especially in cybersecurity about various topics. So, uh, you'll see more to come on that soon.
1: Beautiful. I, I really appreciate both of your willingness. And as much as we joke about this being scary, we all need to hear it. We absolutely mm-hmm. need to hear it, and the reality is, is that now we have someone. I now in my brain, I have someone where I can go. I know who you need to see because it. It we absolutely need this, and the fact that there is not many, or if anybody out here doing this, bless you. Thank you for being the scary TikTok lady. Appreciate it.
2: <laughs> scary TikTok, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for scaring us all into yeah. being smarter. <laughs>
1: Yes. And y'all, and what Ashley said was really important too that if you fall, if something happens and you are fooled, remember like every single one of us can be. We absolutely can be, and we're not failures for being fooled.
0: Mm -hmm. 100%. I've been fooled too. (laughs)
1: absolutely been fooled so I hope that is the final takeaway from this episode again both of you thank you thank you so much for being here with me this is fantastic you both are fantastic folks everything you heard today and lots and lots of resources will be in the show notes this is going to be a dense show notes just get Mm. into it and use all the things re-listen and go (laughs) use all the things and we will see you next time
2: Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks, Erica. It's always great to be on.